Hey, science fiction and fantasy authors, would you like to get more exposure for your books and get some support to uncover story ideas, enhance story cohesion, and get some ideas for marketing? Then sign up for my 30-minute story success clinic. Every 30-minute story success clinic is recorded and gets aired as an episode of the How to Write the Future podcast. So sign up today. The link is in the show notes. And now let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to How to Write the Future podcast. I'm Beth Barani, your host, writer, science fiction writing teacher, creativity coach for writers, speaker, and teacher. With me today is Melissa Green for the Story Success Clinic. And I run these clinics every so often, helping writers with their naughty writing, marketing, and publishing questions. And we're here to help you advance your current work in progress. So I'll just say, hello, Nicole. Hey. Hey, so happy to have you here. Yep. Great. Well, in full disclosure, everyone, I work with Nicole and with Melissa. And we have been working together for a handful of years as she writes her science fiction stories. So Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about your biggest challenge that you are bringing to our discussion today? I guess uh, my biggest challenge is the world building, like some of the material I found that I'll need to put it in the story, but I don't want it to be to the point where, because I write science fiction and intergalactic culinary thrillers, the characters would know certain things. So I don't know how to convey what I'm trying to convey so that it doesn't, so that the reader knows, but the character would, would already know, if you know what I'm trying to say. Right, right. You're, you're talking about, there, there's a deep understanding that your characters have of their world, but how do you convey it in a way that your readers get in on it too? Uh, and yeah, great. There is a craft term for what you're talking about. Some people call it exposition, where you pause for a moment in the storytelling and you describe the setting, like the room, or you describe the broader setting, like the town or the hills or the the relationship of the location your characters are in with other locations. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're talking about? That kind of thing? Uh, yeah. One thing that my characters eat is ginger apples. Now they would know what ginger apples are, but I, you know, I, I know I would need to be able to describe that to the reader, but I, I don't want it to, I want to be able to describe it without it sounding Sounding like the characters don't have a clue. <laughs> right, right. Or or sounding like an encyclopedia or yeah. or a teacher. Right. What a great detail. I love that. Ginger apple. So every character, your your let's just say this, your point of view character is gonna have an experience eating a ginger apple. So 
if we can convey that in language that your reader will understand, that might help us. So let's start with the physicalness of the ginger apple. How how big is it? Does it fit in the size of the their palm? Is it a tiny thing that you hold between a finger and a thumb? Tell me. I haven't really fleshed out the details, but I'm thinking they are kind of small. And I actually talked to a guy on Twitter that he he's like a food scientist. So I was trying to see if some of these fictional foods that I'm creating, if they could actually exist. So like uh, I'm also creating something called a pine orange, which is like a combination of a pineapple and an orange sort of thing. So the ginger apples are like a combination of ginger and apples, but they're small apples. Okay, great. And when you say small, would it be the size of a baseball? Would it be the size of something smaller? Well, I mean, they they do grow, but they they don't grow like like our apples. They they grow on like bushes, so they don't grow on trees like our apples do. Hmm, that's interesting. So I just want to pause here and share with everyone what you're facing, Melissa, is the same exact thing that anybody who invents a world is going to face. We're describing things that don't exist in our current reality. You want to be able to know what it feels like in the hand of your this ginger apple and what it smells like and what it tastes like. So your questions are so great to investigate, well, how does it grow? And could it even be possible? Ginger is a root. Right. So could it be that the root and the branches are this kind of ginger flavoring and that imbues this fruit with this? Now, here's words you can use in your writing, like um, tangy, spicy, sweet. Yeah. Right. So you want to find the language that we have to describe maybe the taste. And, mm-hmm. and in your case, what is the most important information about this ginger apple? Is it its size? Is it its taste? Is it its smell? What would you say? I guess it's smell and taste. So like, I want people to know that it's kind of common. It would be like, my mom is always cooking apples. In fact, she just cooked them last week. The apples that, that, that have gotten too ripe and things like that. So I'm kind of wanting people to know it's it's a common everyday thing that people would eat to be in a basket on on their their table. And we would call it like a living room, but they don't call it living room cooking areas and eating eating areas. So they would have like an eating table where they would put stuff on there. So so ginger apples would be like in a basket that that they would put put on the table, like when we have those fruit bowls and stuff. Exactly. Great. So what I love about that detail is it's very relatable. A lot of us have fruit bowls in on our tables or kitchen and can relate to that. So in your case, what it sounds like the most important detail is that it's a common occurrence. So your main character, your point of view character could come into uh, someone's house and notice the basket of ginger apples on the eating table. Yeah. Right. And is there anything else important about this particular detail? Does it come into play 
beyond just being part of someone's home. What do you mean? Well, is someone going to throw it or is someone going to eat it when they're really hungry? Or is it going to be given as a gift, right? Is it more than just part of the setting? Does it get included in the action of the story? I suppose I could. I haven't figured out where, but, well, I'm thinking, like, in in, in the scenes that I sent you to, to um, that I re- rewrote, I had a, I took it out because it made it too many words, but I did have a scene in there where the foundling care was, sitting there eating some ginger apples, and then the social worker took the basket from her and decided to join in. And so they were eating them, but I would have to, I would have to re- redo that scene and re- try to figure out another way for her to have, for, for it to be included. Like, you know, they ginger apples wouldn't be, like, thrown, like, as a weapon or anything. Somebody might throw a biting apple at a person if they were, like, you know outside and being attacked or something. Great. So in the scene you just described to me, the eating of the apples is something two people do together. Is it kind of like a friendship thing or showing that they're being, yeah, friendly with each other? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's just something people people would do. I mean, you could give it to a complete stranger, but, but I guess, I guess, you would have to make sure that they weren't like allergic to the ginger apples. And because he's like an intergalactic social worker, people would know, okay, he's not allergic to ginger apples because he travels a lot throughout the the galaxy type thing. So everybody kind of knows, okay, I can give him one and he won't like collapse or anything. Okay. So would you say just for comparison's sake, exchanging or eating ginger apples in your story is kind of like having a cup of tea with someone who comes to visit you or offering them a cup of coffee. Is it that kind of familiarity? Okay, great. So in your story, in the the point of view character is going to describe the action of sharing the ginger apples or or having one offered to them, right? So what are the important elements? Even just to say, oh, he handed me a customary... Um, ginger apple. Oh, this this harvest season, the apples are particularly spicy. I love spicy. Right. I love them when they're spicy. Something, right. right? So really what you want to include is the relationship of the character to the ordinary object, their emotion right. and their sensory details. And that will make it relevant. Now it's relevant. It's not stalling the action. It's not information dropped in from some... Right. Uh, their encyclopedic telling. Right. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because that's what I, I wanted. I, I can't remember where I read this, but I read somewhere in, in fiction, you don't want to include a lot of info dumping. You do want to talk about the world, but you don't want it to turn into, like you said, an encyclopedia. You want to include it. You put in a little bit here and a little bit there, and you explain the world that way. You don't dump it all in one Please. Exactly. No info dumping. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I, I love that little detail too, because it's like partly ordinary and partly for us, the readers, different. And and right there, it also signals to the reader that we are not in this world. We are in a different world. And, yeah. and that, 
That's really fun. The readers of science fiction and fantasy, we love that. You want to signal to the reader in these tiny little details with adjectives and sensory details, how, what these things are. And the most important thing you can do is show how they're important in some way to the character. Then they become relatable and now you're not info dumping. So great. Really good. Really good. And is there any other... Any other burning questions that you have about about writing, publishing, marketing, anything about your science fiction? Not at the moment. I did finish download pending. I guess I'll have to send you the draft that I that I finally I finally finished it. But it's I feel it's still in draft form. From- That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And you know why? While I have you here, and just maybe as a bonus shout out mostly to other writers, what would you say, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, what would you say is the benefit to you for being in our group coaching program for genre fiction novelists? I guess the benefit is just making me write. I did reformat the, the, the version that I had started with, and now I feel like it's coming a lot easier, but I feel like if, if you and Trent and everybody wasn't there, I would still be talking about, oh, I'm still outlining. I definitely feel like I'm being pushed into writing. I finished Camp Mosquito, which who knows how long that would have taken in print and you all hadn't pushed me. So, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. The accountability of our group and our having regular meetings. And also you have the opportunity to get feedback from us and the teaching that we do. We talk about these topics also in our group as we help each other, as we help with editing each other's work. So great. Well, thank you so much for that. Now, here's the time in in the episode where I want you to showcase yourself. Uh, Tell us in a sentence or two what you write and how people can find out about you and uh, say your name again. Okay, so my actual name is Nicole Thompson Andrews. My pen name is Melissa Green, and it's also my business name. I write dark intergalactic culinary thrillers that are very enticing, and also write nonfiction dealing with accessibility. That's great. So that's a great segue. I know you also have a podcast too. So can you give us the quick pitch on what your podcast is about? The podcast is called Uniquely Abled, A-B-L-E-D, and it's pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Audible, it's most places. It's about like disability, but it will get into other topics. I love to read, and and I may or may not read a book about disability, but I may just want to review it to give my opinion. I like to read fantasy, science fiction, business books, books about disabilities. And I, I, I also like Joel Osteen and Victoria Osteen. And so I'm planning to review some of their sermons. So it's kind of a variety show, but it will mainly focus on disabilities. I'm planning to do some commentary episodes on like accessibility and different things. That's great. So your show is uniquely abled. And just a shout out to you and others listening. I've listened to some of your interviews and I thought they were excellent. So great job. 
Great. Well, that brings us to a close for the Story Success Clinic episode. Nicole, I really want to thank you so much for playing along with us over here in How to Write the Future Land. And thanks everyone for listening. And we will see you in the next episode and and meet you on the audio land. This is Beth Barani signing off. Write long and prosper. Write long and prosper. Science fiction and fantasy authors, sign up for your 30-minute story success clinic and get more exposure for your books.